0: Hello, St. Louis, and welcome to the STL Leaders Podcast, hosted by Brian Bisking. Brian started this weekly podcast to give a voice to leaders of our community, to share their story, their journey, and the lessons that they have learned along the way. Brian grew up in a small town outside of St. Louis, where he watched his father run a small business and was always interested in how the leaders in his community got where they are. Whether it's a local business leader, a philanthropist, or a celebrity, These are your STL Leaders. Join us today, where we will chat with another pillar of our community on this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. And now, your host, Brian Bisking.
1: Hello, St. Louis, and welcome to this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. On this week's episode, we welcome J.P. Revell onto the show. Before we get to this week's episode, let me thank my sponsors. First NWO IT Services, Synchrony HR, Edward Jones, the Tom James Company, Enterprise Bank and Trust, and Go Brand Go. And now to this week's episode with JP. JP, welcome to the STL Leaders Podcast. I appreciate you joining me today.
0: Thank you. Appreciate being here.
1: Absolutely. Well, we met several years ago uh, through the EO organization here in St. Louis, Entrepreneur Organization. And so wanted to have you on and talk a little bit about kind of your path to, to your organization and kind of your leadership views. And so why don't we talk, kind of start there? Talk to us about growing up and what led you to start your organization
0: sure thing uh, so I I grew up in Indianapolis uh, my dad uh, built a successful business and my mom uh, was an artist uh, who later became sort of semi-famous and I think the influence there is that combination of the art and creativity and business uh, tying together uh, so um, I've Feel like that that my time with Lelander is my third career. Um, I did, and none of them came from my college. I, I was an English major, but uh, my first career was in IT, uh, and my second career was in um, as a freelance software developer. So um, I, in IT, I lived in Chicago uh, after after college, and uh, they I was transferred to San Francisco. Uh, where I lived for 11 years and then um, transferred from IT to software during that time. And also went freelance and did that for about a decade Uh, and then moved to St. Louis uh, in 06. And uh, it took me a couple years and kind of realized that I wanted to grow beyond just one solo person working. <laughs> so, talk to us about what you uh, what you guys do
1: at Leander, and kind of explain the organization and kind of uh, your mission.
0: Okay, uh, so I call Leander a user delight studio. Uh, we help creative agencies, startups, and businesses by creating delightful digital experiences. Uh, we do custom software development user experience design and cloud infrastructure automation. Uh, So uh, maybe one of the things that's unique about us um, is that our model is that we've, we've grown by building a network of freelance talent that is supported by a small staff. So um, our network is uh, all us-based, but it's across the country Uh, about 50 to 60 people in that network. And then, uh, we have a staff of eight.
1: Gotcha. So you mentioned you came here uh, to St. Louis in 06 and started the organization there shortly after. Talk to us about kind of the challenges of, as, as you mentioned, you do a lot of freelance Talk about the challenges of starting your company after kind of being freelance and, and, and working with other organizations for quite some time.
0: Sure. Uh, so, uh, one of the, one of those drivers to that is, um, as a freelancer uh it was sort of feast or famine uh you know you get work and you you get busy and someone else calls and you you don't want to say no so i ended up being um uh a glutton and worked uh all hours day and night and was just thought you know we're coming home at like two in the morning to a sleeping family and waking up after they had left, you know, doing that over and over again was, uh, you know, I knew there had to be a better way. Um, But, um, you know, how to start, uh, it was, you know, in the very beginning, you're wearing all the hats uh, and this idea of of, uh, trying to start something, you know, incrementally. So this, the reason why my model is the way it is, is that I started by partnering with other Uh, And that was great, Um, but then as that number of freelancers grew and the work grew, um, I was wearing even more hats. Uh, So one of the things that, one of the earliest um, sort of aha moments for me was the uh, beauty of delegation. (laughs) I I learned, uh, after a couple of years, I joined EO Accelerator and I remember learning about, you know, making a quadrant of the things that you do best and that give you energy and the things that you suck at, uh, and, uh, and drain your energy, uh, you know, kind of at the bottom. And one of the biggest aha moments for me was realizing that things that I sucked at and didn't like, uh, there were other people who actually liked it. Yeah, so it wasn't, you know, I was afraid of giving things that I that I didn't like uh, to others because I was like, oh, this is terrible. But to them, they were good things.
1: Yeah, it just uh, kind of shows you that, you know, every everybody has different strengths and different talents. And but I I can I hear you when you say it's sometimes it's hard to delegate, right? Because it's hard to even figure out, well, you know, for me, you know, on this podcast, I just actually had a conversation with Brandon Dempsey about this exact topic yesterday. Um, delegating certain aspects of this podcast is easy is, is not as easy as just, just it just sounds like for, for example, social media, like delegating the marketing of social media <clears throat> to Brandon and his teams isn't as easy as just saying, okay, run with it, you know. Um, so doing the delegation to your to your earlier point can be can be challenging at times.
0: Yes, and, and maybe even more so when you're when you're not bad at something. <laughs> yeah. Like you' probably were pretty good at some of those aspects, but uh, finding out that you know and then it creates time, of course too. you're creating time for yourself for the things that you're even better at. Uh, so that that was a that was a great uh, process for me uh, and finding people that were you know were interested in doing the things that I was not interested in uh, or knew that i was I was terrible at. <laughs> that was a, uh, that was a big help. Well, and it's
1: even, you know, it, it's, you almost have to create a process to even delegate because you got to be able to write down exactly how to do something. You can't, because you, you know how to do it, but trying to explain to somebody else how to do it, you almost got to have like a, an SOP or a process on how to do that particular um, project or, or uh, item because otherwise it, you know, it's not going to get done to the satisfaction of, of your level.
0: That's probably one thing that uh, i one thing I wish I had done better in the beginning I've I, I, I mean, in a way I feel blessed because one of those initial hires was someone who was just willing to do anything and I didn't necessarily even know what I needed but we we figured it out um, and she helped me write some of those processes as we were you know kind of learned and did it together. Uh, it would have been smoother if I had a an soP <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> before. Yeah.
1: <laughs> absolutely well talk to me a little bit about you know you guys are obviously in the IT space um and I know IT is a broad space so uh, everybody's in different uh, different aspects of IT but you know as we look back at the last couple of years COVID impacted a lot of organizations in different ways um talk to me about how it impacted your organization as an organization and then because of the space that you're in did it impact sales in a specific way
0: yes it, uh, uh, so I'll, I'll talk about the organization first, but yeah, I did impact sales. Uh, so when, when COVID first hit, uh, we were so fortunate. Uh, we, had, we had a great pipeline of work coming in. And um, one of the weird things about me is that I don't like printing anything because I don't like storing things in paper. So the working from home, uh, was not a non-issue. We were already sort of set up as a remote, but local kind of operation. So the the transition to an all remote uh, workforce was almost not disruptive at all. Uh, and that the discipline of not having anything stored in paper, unless it was you know absolutely critical, uh, meant we could leave the office and not have to worry about it. Um, so, and we, and we were, we were blessed to have, you know, a good, a good amount of work happening and none of that was impacted. Uh, well, I take that back. We had one client who did, um, who did take off the, the, the list of work, but they were heavily impacted by COVID. So totally understandable. Sure. But, uh, so we, we were, we had a good runway, um, maybe, six months before we were starting to get concerned about the sales aspect. Uh, at some point I, you know, I had realized that a lot of, a lot of the work that I do is built on relationships Yeah, and just having, you know, informal get togethers, lunch, coffee, etc. you know, those things aren't happening. <laughs> so, uh, and I didn't want to be too, you know, I w I did have a couple of, uh, you know, like zoom happy hours and things, but, uh, yeah, that it was, it really was, it got to be a concern for a while. Um, but I would say that not necessarily anything I did, but, uh, requests started coming in and connections started inquiring about things maybe, uh, in the fall, like October, November. And then from that point on, and twenty, this is twenty twenty. From that point on, we we were we had a great, you know, great period. Um, Last year was our best year. So um, that's awesome. Very very thankful.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because I know you know a lot of organizations can't say the same. I especially you know to your earlier point, some organizations were very very badly impacted by by COVID and. Uh, so it's good to hear that you were able to come out on the other side in a positive note. Um, and I think, you know, as we kind of continue to go through this, I think a lot of uh, organizations are starting to kind of come through it and, and we all got to do what we can to support the, the small businesses here in St. Louis for sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Let's mm-hmm. shift gears here a little bit, JP. Let's talk a little bit more about leadership. So talk to me about your views on leadership and how you currently lead your current
0: organization there. I guess the first thing I'd say on that is, um, relates to core values. So, um, early on, I learned about the value of having core values and, um, our core values have not changed since, uh, I wrote them, uh, maybe in the second or third year of the business. Uh, and there's a lot that I really like about. Running an organization based on core values. Uh, one of them, even so, even at a small level, is that you're not trying to make the boss happy, uh, because that can be a roller coaster of moods. And yeah, you know, <laughs> if boss is having a bad day, well, then there's no way of making him happy. Uh, so it's kind of like an agreement. Like if you do these core values well, you're going to succeed, and if you don't, you are not. And just having that upfront agreement and understanding of what, what the values are for the company um, has helped in so many ways. Sure, sure.
1: Talk to me about, you know, you mentioned EO Accelerator uh, just a little bit ago. Um, talk to me about kind of that organization. I, I mean, I'm I'm fairly familiar with it, but um, people who are listening to this may not be. Was that impactful in teaching you some of these leadership values that you have?
0: I, I can't even begin to tell you how helpful it was for me. I, it was it was um, so it, accelerator alone. Um, I call it the poor man's MBA. Um, you know, I, I I graduated with an English literature degree, <laughs> so I was not exactly set up for you know entrepreneurship or um, you know even uh, running a business. Uh, but but accelerator was great because it really focuses you on getting to a um, million dollars in revenue and you know i used to think that i i still in some ways you could argue that that's a vanity uh metric sure but their reasoning for it is that you know only certain businesses survive uh and if you hit the million dollar mark you kind of make it through that first level and i think that in hindsight was super valuable that alone uh but yeah they, they have accelerator has a combination of training days and accountability groups so you're making a promise to your peers about what you're going to do and it provided some structure uh when at the you know in the beginning stages of my business i really didn't have much structure so it became powerful that way uh and then learning from others you know realizing that someone who owns a gym firm uh, has a lot of in common with someone who runs a software development business. You know, I wouldn't have thought that, sure, um, but it it was definitely true.
1: Well, I mean, you learn a lot of things about just, you know, managing people and growing profit and uh, a lot of those things. So to your point, you know, might be different industries, but uh, at the end of the day, you're still, you're both running businesses. So I could, I could definitely see how that, how that could entail. You know, I'd ask you, you know, because I think you got a really unique background on kind of how you became an entrepreneur, and um, i would I would imagine a lot of people who listen to this show are usually aspiring, you know, from what I can tell, are aspiring leaders. You know, they're they're listening to you today because they uh, you know have heard about you in the news or they've you know they just follow our show or whatever the case may be is. And we're always trying to give those aspiring leaders something that they can kind of pull out of these episodes. And so, you know, if you if you could think about you know if there's a, an aspiring leader listening to this episode and they're aspiring to get to where you're at today, right? They're they're aspiring to be an entrepreneur or start their own business.
0: What would you tell them uh, today? Um, I guess a, a couple things come to mind, Brian. Uh, first is um, the, uh, the 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 idea of serving others, uh, and I was thinking about it from, um, an org chart. So you think about a typical org chart where there's like the owner or the CEO at the top, and then there's like another kind of spiders out to some more people. And then it, and then people underneath that. Well, um, someone told me that it, you should flip it upside down and think of it as the person at the bottom is supporting those who are above them and that that idea of serving others you know in your organization uh is really helpful for me to think about you know on a Mm day-to-day you know who am i serving how can i help them do their do the best thing that they can do uh and uh another is you know you, you you uh you touched on this but you know never stop learning be curious ask questions you're asking great questions <laughs> um, i'm not getting a chance to ask questions right now but uh it's it's uh those are the things that kind of i think about uh as what helped me become a leader was you know staying curious asking questions uh, and then another one uh, i think this was steve jobs who said that uh, thieves copy and artists steal um so don't be afraid to repurpose ideas yes. um, not talking about literally stealing someone's intellectual (laughs) property, but, you know, conceptually seeing what others do and, you know, finding, finding that. And that, that was definitely an EO thing as well.
1: Yeah. Well, I think, you know, to your point about the servant leadership and turn the org chart upside down, you know, we had uh, a guest on here a few weeks ago, Doug Meyer, and we talked to Doug about, um, you know, these pretty much these same topics. And uh, one thing that he, you know, kind of talked about and you kind of just alluded to that about asking questions is, you know, if you're aspiring to be a leader and maybe you're aspiring to be a leader in the IT space or you're thinking about starting your own IT company or software development company or whatever, there's a lot of people, including people like yourself, that you could reach out to and say, Hey, you know, I'm aspiring to do this. Would you be willing to grab a cup of coffee with me and tell me how you got started and give me some advice, look for mentors or as, or as Doug put it, create your own board of directors that are going to help you get where you need to be. And so your point about asking questions is spot on because it, you know, that's how I've learned to be a leader. I mean, this podcast has helped shape me into the leader I am because I've been able to ask so many amazing leaders in St. Louis, great questions. And so I think that's a great piece of advice
0: about sharing
1: that yeah talk to me a little bit about you know uh, over the years have you, has there been any books or been any uh, you mentioned Steve Jobs or been any podcast or even mentors that you've had that have kind of helped shape the way you think from a leadership view that you could share with us to, for that way if maybe somebody's out there thinking man I haven't heard of that book or I haven't heard of that you know podcast or whatever I'm gonna check that out is there anything that's kind of impacted your career
0: yes Uh, so on the topic of mentors, um, uh, I actually just, just uh, started working with a mentor and that already, you know I'm, I have my second meeting next week and I'm already excited and have a list of questions for him. <laughs> uh, so if you can find someone uh, who's been farther down the road, that's that's huge. Uh, but uh, you know, honestly, that the having a one-on-one mentor is new. For me, um, definitely I've learned a lot from others in more casual, in a more casual, uh, unstructured way. But uh, in terms of books, uh, one of the first books that really uh, got me thinking was uh, Dan Pink wrote a book called Drive, and it's about what motivates people. Um, and the the spoiler alert <laughs> is uh autonomy mastery and purpose uh and he and he goes you know into it it's worth reading even if you've heard this uh but it's it's a fascinating uh fascinating book on uh how what drives people uh, what motivates people um pat lencioni i'm sure i'm one of many to talk (laughs) about him five dysfunctions of a team uh and then um you mentioned sales earlier um new sales simplified by mike weinberg who's a st louison uh great book on sales when if you if you have, if you haven't been trained in sales it's a great uh it's a great starter
1: yeah I'm, I, i've heard of that book and to your point there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that are and you know No offense to this, but, you know, may not be the best at sales because they're good at the IT piece. But uh, when you're not when you're the leader of the organization, I don't care what role you are in a leader of the organization. You're still and there's still a sales aspect. Right. And so I've heard great things about that book.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, highly recommend it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, JP, I always end this podcast by asking my guests to leave us with a piece of advice. So whether that be on starting a business or whether that be on personal life or whatever it may be, what could you leave us with today?
0: uh thanks for asking i i think i was i was literally going through this in my mind this morning which is about the the thought of work-life balance uh and i had a pastor once who said that work-life balance is a farce and I, i think i agree with him in in the sense that the things that you care about require effort uh and so if you whether it's business or health or making friends or you know your marriage, your kids, family, uh, spiritual connection, all these things take time and effort if you want them to grow. Uh, so the it's really a, a work work balance. <laughs> you have to work at things sure <laughs> and it requires discipline.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. no, I think that's a good piece of advice and I appreciate you sharing that with the desk with us today. On behalf of the STL Leaders Podcast and myself, JP, I appreciate you joining us today and sharing your wisdom uh, with us here in St. Louis. So thank you. Thank you, Brian. Really appreciate it.